Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. It feels so weird to like, I mean, it's been like a week off, but it feels weird. I feel like I have too much to talk about. I feel like I'm out of practice. Um, I enjoyed every second of not working. (laughs) (laughs) Every second of it. I missed you, but. I did and I did it. Like, I definitely enjoyed having time off. Yeah. But. I had so much that I had to get out, and then I knew this day would come where we'd record, and then I would be overwhelmed. It's like when you haven't gone to therapy in a long time, and then you're yes. like, oh, I gotta catch you up on everything, and now nothing can get done. Yes. Anyway, so, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm fine. It's 2021, although we're recording this in 2020. But I can't imagine that it's gonna feel any different. I know, you, you kept hoping it might. Well, not that it would feel different, but just like it would stop being bad. Right. <laughs> and I can't speak for future me, but I hope that it is not bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but otherwise, it was a great, a nice break. I really like, I really enjoyed myself. And my Christmas was lovely. And I can't complain. Well, we have a great show for you guys. The first reason is no one's died since the... So, so far. So far. So far. In the record, since the recording of the last episode. So that's right. number one, why it's an amazing episode for you today. Right. But we are going to do a little looking back. Oh, like a little looking back episode where we talk about some of our favorite moments from the live show and the podcast since we started at the uh, beginning of 2020. Mine was all the death. <laughs> JK! Listen, listen, if this is not the segment for it, Ashley. Keep it. Hold it for that. <laughs> and then, oh boy, guys, we've got some hot goss. <laughs> So good. It's so good. So much hot goss. And so it's going to be much. so fun to talk about. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a great time. But as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next, the, the tits and the, the shits. shits. Yay. Who wants to go first? Well, why don't you start? Oh, God. <laughs> the shits are that I have had a hard couple of days being underslept because uh, we're putting my kid changed my kid from crib to toddler bed and it's not going great. I'm starting to wonder if the people that said, oh, it was an easy transition, if they're just lying Um, (laughs) because it's just, it could be worse, but why tempt the fates, you know? But it's not going great. It's not going horrible, but you know, I'm underslept. And then maybe some of you guys have experienced this, but you know, I went to go to my mom's house for the holidays because she is inside my bubble. It was just, again, the same people that it's always been. She helps me watch my child. I had like a little bit of a breakdown, upset because Luna had ruined a Christmas present of mine within minutes of opening it. And I got quite upset, as is many things. the, The thing that you're upset about triggers like what other stuff you're upset about so you're not just upset about that one thing yeah and um my family like freaked out now guys when I mean freak out it wasn't like I hit my child or anything I cried and I was like Luna why did you do that why is it ruined and then I just started crying and like spinning out and Luna looked at me knowing that I was really upset held my face and said mama mama take a deep breath and (laughs) count to four one two three Three, four. (gasps) (laughs) And then I felt worse because I, as a child, I felt responsible for the adult people in my life's happiness. One expressly told me so, and the others I just took on my own. And I started to feel worse, like that I'm making her feel like she's responsible. You know, anyway, I now have come out on the other side and 
through talking to friends. No, I'm teaching Luna how to do better, which is that you can have an emotion and then you can recover from it because I was raised to not have the emotion, which is why my family was so upset when I had the emotion because we're Irish Catholic family where you don't even have the emotion. Yeah. So my good friends were like, no, you're teaching her to have the emotion and recover from it. That's what you're teaching her, which I like that answer. I'm going to go with that answer. I mean, I feel like that's accurate. I feel like, you know, we've talked about this a zillion and one times. It's, a, you know, the, the emotion part is not what we are. We shouldn't hide our emotions from our kids, in my opinion. Just like we shouldn't hide our language and we shouldn't hide these elements of who we really are. It's really about teaching them how to recover, appropriateness, how to handle all those feelings. That's what the lesson is. It's not hiding who we really are because that's just bullshit. You can't do that. I mean, I think that now in hindsight, the thing that I'm most concerned about isn't that I had the emotion. It's that it's one. Her it's it wanting one, to take care of you. Well, not even yes, that, but more so than like afterwards. She started to repeat kind of my obsessive OCD stuff because the reality was no one else could see that the thing was ruined. It's a weird nitpicky OCD thing, yeah. and then I noticed her doing that with her toys. Yeah, so I'm more like. Not so much about her sweet reaction of needing to take care of me because I think now I'll handle it. If that happens again, I'll say, mommy's okay. You don't have to take care of me, but thank you for helping me. Show me what I should do. Like there's a better way to explain what's happening. Right. But the biggest takeaway is that I really need to be careful like how I language things and a little bit about what I say because then she became a little OCD behavior after I had that little OCD. Like she was copying. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I'm more concerned about, that part. So that's the shit. So I was feeling kind of like, you know, a failure as a mother. You know, that's, I mean, hell, what's a mom podcast? Welcome to my life. What's a mom podcast without discussing how you feel like a failure, really? Yeah, pretty much. And then I guess the tits are that a couple of my friends have reached out who don't have kids saying that they finally listened to the podcast and that they were like, oh my God, this is funny even without kids. And I was like, yeah, this is duh. That's what I've been telling you guys. But it's just really nice to hear that this resonates not just for people who have kids. Yeah. Tell your friends, people who are listening who have kids, tell people that don't have kids. Like a lot of times we don't really talk about our kids that much. We're just funny. Yeah, really funny. <laughs> um, and then I guess the tits is what are what's going to be our hot gossip. Which is, it's giving me life. Like, Ugh, truly giving me life. Me too. It has really just... It's it's, it's something I can ride out this, like, war of 2020. It's like, it's like my battleship that I can, like, jump on and be zipped out of 2020. That's what it feels like, that hot goss. And I think what's even better about it is those of us who live for this kind of insignificant in our lives drama. I just call it fun drama. This is, this is the exact reason I love Housewives, you know? It's just this fun drama that really has no effect on my personal life in any way whatsoever. And I just enjoy it. I just enjoy knowing it and being a part of it but so many people it's like such a unifying thing it might be the most unifying thing we've had in 2020 where and like, a bunch of people have said that being like this is what we needed yeah like politics completely tore us apart wearing a mask or not wearing a mask has torn us apart but this 
this unifies us. And thank God. Thank you. Yes. Uh, My tits and shits. Again, it is hard to jump back in with something like this when we've been away for a while because my tits are, you know, I just really had a nice time. We did our back room. We completely redid our back room, all cosmetic stuff to get it ready for guests. It's like our guest room. It looks beautiful. I'm like so proud of it. Like getting ready for guests in 2075. Yeah, exactly. Well, my in-laws who are in our bubble, those are the only, you know, them and my parents. Uh, so to get it ready for them when they come to visit. And it just feels really nice. It looks really pretty. It's the first time I've like, I've taken inspiration from (laughs) photos and actually accomplished it. So I'm proud of that. And it was nice to have some time in the holidays, like quiet, relaxing time. Um, My shits are, Sebastian is just very unmanageable. I mean, I don't even, I can't even harp on it at this point. You guys have heard the ins and outs and the ups and downs and what a lunatic he is. Um, But he really is just very difficult to deal with. And I am increasingly concerned about the effect that COVID has had on him in terms of socialization and how he responds to other people. But it's nothing I haven't talked about. And it's also like, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. And I'm tired of being concerned about it. Because here's the thing, I can't fucking do anything about it. And that's kind of the worst feeling as a parent is this like feeling powerless to actually do something that helps your kid. So we'll just gloss over it. <laughs> we'll, we'll just pretend it doesn't happen that everything is fine and uh, you guys know the reality of my life and in the meantime we don't need to harp on it let's get to the good shit alright so what should we do first should we do hot goss or should we do our recap what's more boring the recap yeah let's do the recap first Okay, you start because I still don't know. Okay, so one of my highlights, like let's just say, you know, we left 2019 having been fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more death on my end. And then we endeavored to start the podcast at the very beginning of 2020. Maybe that was the harbinger. Maybe our podcast was the harbinger <laughs> of doom. Maybe. And what a ride it's been, guys. So we are going to just do maybe a little, a little like this is your life recap of uh, some of our high and maybe lows, but mostly highs of of our favorite parts of both the live show and the podcast. One of my favorites was when we had uh, Dr. Lisa Lippman, the veterinarian on, and she said, you asked her, are bird people weird? (laughs) And she said, yes, yes, they are. And it validated in my deepest knowing that you're just a straight up weirdo for wanting a bird. I mean, it validated it for my husband too. (laughs) Matt's been telling me forever, we're not getting birds, bird people are weird. So that was a highlight for me. I love when I'm right. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you're straight up, straight freak. I think one of my highlights uh, was in the episode, Kids Play Places Are the Worst. That was our first What's the Deal? And it was just such a good one. It was so great. We, we said, what's the deal with indoor play places? And I just remember laughing my ass off doing that with you and it it just there's not even a specific just the whole thing is funny so if you haven't listened to that one I I urge you to go back and listen because it's a goodie yeah it is really a good one yeah I also think a highlight for you I'm gonna tell you how you feel just, oh, just okay. so you want to know. I'm like mansplaining you, basically. That's on brand. Early, again, early on in quarantine, when we had uh, a specialist on the show that said, give your kids the screen. Oh, yeah, that was a highlight for me. That was like, fuck yeah, thank <laughs> you for validating the thing that I've already been doing, but needed someone to tell me it was okay so I didn't feel badly Yeah, I feel it. like that was a highlight for you. Yeah, for sure. A highlight for me was when um, we had the... 
psychic on and he mm. he basically on the live show yeah and basically like talked to my dead cousin and then my real bossy uh grandma kept popping in that was kind of fun that was like yeah. eer- eerily weird and fun a real low for me is that <laughs> the psychic the same psychic as well as the animal communicator both told me that i might possibly be having another child so that's a low wait wait till you have that child they come back and listen to this and they're like i was a low the <laughs> thought of me was a low. (laughs) I'm never going to lie about it. Listen, I grew up my whole life knowing I was an accident. It has not in any way changed my opinion on myself or made me feel unloved or anything. Because at the end of the day, when I came into the world, I got all the love I needed. But I wasn't wanted at that moment. I wasn't I wasn't sought after when my parents were 18 and 19, you know? Oh my goodness. Another highlight is all of our alcohol sponsorships. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Another highlight for me is just how much alcohol I've consumed in this year. Really? That's, it depends. That's a high weight, not a highlight for me, but it's a high weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was joking. A low for me was that moment where you pulled me aside, even though we weren't in person, and said, you're starting to sound really depressed That was so early in this. That was so early, but it was COVID. It was like when COVID first started and you and I were like, you texted me one night and we're like, oh, somebody just came. To my aunt's <laughs> house to pick her up, and she was. They were in hazmat suits, and I just said, "I cannot. I please do not. I cannot with this." You've do told that story this. like fifteen times. It obviously really stuck with you. It really did stick with me. It really. <laughs> I was listen. It was a terrifying thing that I thought would only happen in a movie. I was proud of myself for having that boundary because normally I'd be like, "Ah, you were a great friend," and just let it go. It was. It was a turning point in our relationship, as far as I'm concerned. In the best way possible honestly a highlight was again early in quarantine during those dark moments for you where I decided to become the world's best worst photoshopper Mm, oh god that was a highlight (laughs) oh I love those the amount of those I turned out I just was like turning them out just bad good photoshops yeah that was a highlight I also now now in retrospect this show was not my favorite but I was really had so much fun producing the sleepover episode with the oh, crank it was calls. so good. It probably isn't our best content, but that was when we were starting to try to like find our sea legs in the show, and I still had like such a good time, man. Also, our highlight a highlight for me was when we did the live version of that episode, and we had Mama Drama perform live. We had Jacqueline do the tarot card reading. Both episodes were just a tremendous amount of fun, and I can't wait to do another like bullshit type episode like that. Where they, we're not trying to like cure cancer, we're just having a good time. Because that's really us at our best. Oh yeah, for sure. Really, we just want to shoot the shit all the time. <laughs> and I have to say, as the editor of this show, I love, love, love. You have a couple different laughs, and I can tell you're like it's kind of funny laugh, or like it's like your on camera laugh. You know, like I'm uh-huh. laughing, and then like when I really get you, like when I take you by surprise, <laughs> and you have this other kind of laugh. And when we interviewed Betsy Stover, there was a lot. Of those, there was a lot of those those kind of laughs from you. And Betsy Stover is one of the most fun people to make laugh. Her laugh is ridiculous. It's It's like like, contagious. It's like like a cartoon person laugh. Yes, it is so genuine and like bubbly and literally as contagious as Corona, the coronavirus, really, or the new version. Right. It was just my joy to edit that and just see all three of us were just trying to make each other laugh. (laughs) Yeah, and that's what's best when we don't really have an idea that there's going to be an audience. 
listening and really yeah. were just trying to crack each other up. Yeah. And being that Betsy's like so good at comedy, like we we really had to be on our A game to match her. And it showed because editing that, I was losing my shit. I was like, I'm laughing like these moments were the first time. And to hear those different kinds of laughs from you, that's really, that's what I'm here for is just to make you have that laugh. That's the one that kind of surprises you. You've never sounded like more of my lover than, <laughs> than, than, than right now. <laughs> I don't think Matt's even like, honey, you have so many different laughs. <laughs> I just love that one one laugh that you do. It really just gets me. Where I just like catch you by surprise. Surprise laugh. Oh. Oh. Well, in in conclusion, are we in conclusion? In conclusions. (laughs) In conclusion, 2020 was a fucking shitty year. But we had a lot of fun together. And uh, there were a lot of... There were some really good, fun moments, so I'm excited and optimistic about what 2021 is going to bring us. Wow, we sound like we're we're professionals or something. <laughs> You're trying to like put a button on it, wrap it up. I'm like, look at you. I mean, all right, should we get to hot goss? Oh yeah, let's do it. Because this it. one's going to be a long one. I have a feeling ah, it's going to be so good. Ah, ah, let me intro. Let me intro. Let me intro. I'm chopping at the bit. Hilaria Baldwin. Take it away, Carrie. How do you say, uh, what's the um, English word for uh, How d- wait, cucumber? Wait, I can do the accent. Okay. You know, and then, um, and then you do these, and and we have tomato, we have, um, how you say? <laughs> A cucumber. <laughs> okay, all right, let's start with this. So, Hilaria Baldwin, yoga teacher, Spanish native, breeder. She started off as a yoga teacher. I mean, she was other things, but a yoga teacher. That's what she was known for at the, well, at that time, she wasn't known really. Well, she was a little bit known as yoga teacher. She had a big following. I used to take her class. This was before she met Alec. Was she good? Were her classes good? Yeah, they were pretty good. They were pretty good. They were like, she's a solid yoga teacher. It wasn't good. And she, you know what it is? She's a solid yoga teacher. And she's pretty. She's very pretty. So that's really all you need yeah. to be like the, you know, not so good looking people need more than just a solid. It wasn't anything to like rate home about, but it was a good, it was a good solid class. She okay. she knows what to do. It was a good solid class. Okay. So I had taken her class a couple of times and I definitely feel like, you know, in all honesty, I think she was occasionally rocking the accent then. Really? A little bit. I think she was like dipping her toes in. Like Madonna Gwyneth Paltrow style yes. dipping her toes yeah, in? She wasn't saying, oh, hey, I'm from Mallorca. Right. It was more like... It reminded me of that time where I started to put hearts on the ends of my eyes for Carrie, like, in eighth grade. And then I was like, this isn't me. Right. You know what I mean? When you try a new handwriting. Yeah. And she was like, hey, you know, today when I went to the laboratory... Yes, yes. Except that that happens with yoga teachers anyway, because we're speaking in Sanskrit, which is a language that isn't ours. And then there is a way to speak Sanskrit with proper enunciation, but then you add it with regular and it's weird. So then you kind of like have a different voice, maybe. I don't know. It it didn't totally seem weird because we're already speaking kind of quote unquote two languages in yoga. So there's like some like weird and then people sometimes put on a yoga voice because they think it's more soothing. So I was like, ah, whatever. And it is in New York City. I do have to say teachers with accents, their classes are packed. There's just something about it. It seems exotic and relaxing. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, obviously not bad teachers, but there is a something about taking a yoga teacher with an accent. I do have to say. So 
then, as the story goes, uh, she met Alec Baldwin. I don't who even... she did not know who he was because she grew up in Mallorca, and he found that refreshing. Right. Not only did she did she not follow American pop culture because she was again in Mallorca, but she doesn't watch TV at all. Which, as somebody who kind of interviewed her for an Osmo piece, which we've posted, we aired on this podcast. She a did not have an accent there, and b also. Very very much hung on that she is anti-technology. Right. So right around that time, Alec Baldwin had kind of like a pretty bad heart attack. And I guess he was trying to get fit. And so oh, I guess right, I remember kind- that. I don't know if he went to one of her classes, but that was like right so around. So he the- fucked a young girl. <laughs> so that's what helped. But anyway, that happened around that time. And she said that she didn't know who he was. And they, all these interviews have gone on that they've been in Hello Magazine a couple times being like. Yes. Or should I say Hola? Hola Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, you know, she didn't know who I was, whatever, whatever, whatever. And also that she was born in Spain. Right. And that evidently she has an accent. So flash forward. Amy Schumer, right around Christmas, posts one of Hilaria's many, like, almost naked, I'm holding a baby, and it looks like I've had no baby pictures. Right. And Amy Schumer wrote, like, Merry Christmas for me, and what's his name, Oliver? I think so, or something like that. Uh, Henry. She's since deleted that post, because I, I can't find I it. I know. She's deleted a couple of them. But, yeah. But we yeah. screenshot them. We got them. Anyway, yeah. she's like, from me from me and Jack, or whatever his name is, I think it's Jack, say Merry Christmas, when it's very obviously Hilaria Baldwin and a baby. And so- right. Hilaria like freaked out and I think asked her to take it down and then Mm. she did and then a day later why did Hilaria freak out that's what I have not gathered because she thought it was like body shaming they were like it's body shaming to body shame me that I'm skinny oh I would have been like oh my god thank you I know I look good right Right. (laughs) so then people were like well so then Amy took it down but then other people like why did Amy take that thing down and so then Hilaria or her people decided to be funny and post a picture of her photoshopped right yeah with amy schumer dancing like a bunch of like a terrible photoshop not even good of a stupid caliber yeah yeah exactly like a me caliber and it was like me and amy having she basically was like look i'm funny too right but it wasn't it wasn't funny no in fact i saw it the other day and i was like what the fuck does this even mean i don't even get that yeah exactly and then it went back and then finally hilaria was like i guess you guys didn't get my video i mean i guess you guys didn't get the joke because she posted a video of her being like this is my literal imitation of her listen guys I'm friends with Amy I think she's funny she's one of the most funny people there is and I was also being funny but I guess I'm not as funny as my husband or Amy Schumer no you're not so people come in and be like I mean you're not but also where's your accent because she was so upset that in this video she had no accent so this is where it began Then people were like, yeah, where's your accent? Then these, a couple of Twitter, Reddit people went on a deep, deep dive on all the times that she has outwardly said. That she is from from Spain. Spain. And that her mother's side of the family. And the deep dive exposed that her family is not is so the opposite of they're being like pilgrims. From Spain. They're like they original peoples. From- yes, they are colonists in Massachusetts who just vacation in Spain and now have re- since retired there. But allow me to tell you, my family has a timeshare in Hawaii, and we go to Hawaii every other year. 
In fact, we were supposed to go this year, but COVID. This has been for years that we have been going. I've been in Hawaii and for like one or two weeks at a time. It's very, you know, whatever. No wonder you're always saying to me, aloha, Carrie. Exactly. So I am therefore also a native of Hawaii. I am a Hawaiian. I mean, I eat Filipino food on the regular. So magondagubi, magondagumaga. Halika now. Like, am I Are Filipino? you making fun of Filipinos? No, or is that actually? That's what? actual Tagalog. I was speaking actual oh, okay. Tagalog. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. Because I was like, ooh, that is racist. No, that's Harry. like actual Filipino know. language. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So so then you go you, you go deeper into her Instagram. And, like, there's multiple interviews where she says this. Alex says oh, this. Yeah. In all the magazines, when you go to her, like, publicist talent agent, when if you want to book her, it literally says she's fr- she was born in Spain. Yes. Then she's named all her kids these ridiculous Spanish names. All 107 Romeo, of her kids. Right. Tomas. All that kind of shit. All of the, a lot of her posts are written in Spanish. So one, they got a genealogist. A genealogist is like, if you've been to Spain, it doesn't make you Spanish, basically. I've been to Spain and I actually do have Spanish lineage and I am not sitting here calling myself Alicia (laughs) and saying. And then they got her MySpace page. I love that they found her old MySpace (laughs) page. Me too. I hope I never get caught with any of this shit because they're definitely going to find my MySpace page. They like found her MySpace page. She She's just like every other early 30 she's something. Rachel. Yeah, she's just like a girl who partied in New York. And the, the whole thing was like she said she moved to New York to go to college. She had been to New York before college. Like this was not, that was not the case. And like her high school friends were like, listen, she was a hard worker and like actually really nice. But what she is not is Spanish. <laughs> that she is not. Like she, her cousin actually was like, yeah, brah, you're not Spanish. Oh, it was like her second cousin or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but just Ireland... Alec Baldwin's daughter from Kim's you know, passenger. The fat pig or Ugh, whatever. So sad he that called he called her. her. Yeah. P.S. Yeah, she's a freaking gorgeous model. She, not that, I don't it, think not he that meant it would, it. not that it would matter, but right. still. I don't think he meant it literally. I think he was just like calling her entitled in some way. Right. Either way, it's not nice to say to your daughter. She came out and supported her and said, you know, some other stepmoms of mine have not been as great. You're really lovely. And I, you know, I am sure that she is a nice person. Now, the thing is, and this is where it gets problematic. Forget who it was. I sent it to you. It's like a white woman or a white person, like taking on another person's culture to be more exotic or to gain notoriety or to get a husband is not okay. It's not okay. I have, I'm going to be really honest here and I'm going to say something that is probably going to offend people. I don't know that I agree with that statement. If it's to get ahead in life is one thing. But if we as human beings can, like with Rachel Donazel, she lied to get ahead. However, if we can internally identify as a sex we were not born or realize that we are going against the quote-unquote norm and in love with somebody that you know is not whatever and I believe that those things are fine and true why is it wrong for somebody to identify internally as something else like why is it bad to love another culture and not in a way to mock not in a way to lie and get ahead that is not what I'm saying so in these particular instances yes I identify it, it is wrong however if you so love a culture 
that you just want to be a part of it and adopt it for yourself. Why is that so bad? Well, can't you just appreciate it? Like if I love African culture and I feel like I'm African, Mm -hmm. I can't go around telling people I'm black. Right. So there's, but, but. Do you know what I mean? No, no, I don't. Because Because if I, if I internally identify as a man, even though I don't have a penis or internal male organs, why is that different? Well, I sort of feel like, I mean, this is a deeper conversation than mom has really handled for. I know. And I I just think, I think that, you know, like, listen, a, a big joke in my family is I always say I'm Italian and my cousin who is always calls us on our shit just to get us mad, just to be like one of those people. He's like, you're not Italian. You're of Italian descent. Right. And I was like, you're right. And he's always like, and he does the same thing, but he's like, Jersey Italians love to say they're Italian, but they're not. They're of Italian descent. They're not Italian. I love Italy, but I'm not going to walk around saying, mama me. Like, I'm not going to talk like that. <laughs> right. I'm just going to say I have a deep love of Italian culture. My my heritage, my people are from Italy. I right. feel it in my bones. Like, I was meant to be there, but instead I was born in the States. Right, but you can go and move there, and then you can... Well, I, I just, Madonna live lives there. in London. I don't think she should speak with a British accent. Uh, I agree. I think it's pretty ridiculous. However... I mean, listen, the point is, Hilaria Baldwin knew how to say... To the argument. Listen, Hilaria knew how to say cucumber. Of course she did. Listen, I'm not defending her by any means. In no way am I defending I, her. I have no problems just, with her having affinity towards Mallorca and identifying with the Spanish culture. What I have a problem is this ruse, this long con of right, her but pretending. Hold on. No, 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 time out. Because you are making it sound now like I'm okay with it. And it needs to be said, I am not okay with it. What I am saying is that there, there is a fine line. Well, I wish you would say I was born American, but identify... Of course, me too. Me too. I'm just, it's just food for thought. And for all the listeners out there and anyone who may be offended by what I said, I understand that it's not the most PC thing to say. And I think anyone who's a long-term, long-time listener of our show also knows that I am completely, I am not a racist. I am not a bigot. I do not think that we should appropriate things. I'm just saying, what is this line? It's just a bigger food for thought You know what situation. I think it is? I think that every person that I've ever met that's trans says, I was born this way, but I identify as this. And either right. I'm going to fully transition right. so that my inside matches my outside and vice right. versa, or I'm going to keep what I was born with, but right. I'm going to identify as this, right? right? That's not completely what she's saying. No, it's not. Right. But, so that's, gotta, but I Carrie, think that's Carrie, where the issue Carrie, is. Carrie, 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 <laughs> you gotta stop. No, you gotta stop contorting what I'm saying because it's a very, this is a public thing that's going out there. It's very no, delicate. No I'm, no, I'm not saying that that's what you're saying. I'm just saying okay, that's what I think the difference is. Like, I think that what you're saying is kind of a valid construct to think about. Like, if right. you can identify as this, then why can't you de- identify as a culture? That's what I'm answering your question. And I also do want to say that there's a lot more internal torment and cultural like torment that you deal with from other people when you identify as something you like as a gender you were not born with and I do realize right. that I'm not I don't want anyone to think we're I'm speaking in, we're speaking in broad strokes exactly but I'm just yes. saying that I think the biggest difference because I, I actually that's a really I'm my brain is tickled to ponder that a little bit right but I, what I'm saying is I think the biggest difference in her case for me, is that I would like to know if someone really feels culturally 
different and identifies as culturally different, but that they're pretty transparent about that. They say, so I think some expats are actually like that. People are like, I was born here, but I expatriated to this country. And honestly, my heart is this country. And she also just, you know, it also, we don't know the truth of this, right? We don't, we don't know why she did this, but it really doesn't seem like probably because of the inauthenticity that has, if it's what you just said, if she really was just, I love Spanish culture so much. I am so engulfed in it. I wish I could live there all the time. If she came out and said that, that would be one thing. But even in this being caught that she's been now, that's not what she's saying. So it really does seem like she just did this to get ahead in one way or another, whatever, whether that was because yoga teachers with accents do better or because Alec Baldwin is known to have a thing for Hispanic women, whatever it is, it seems false. And it seems like it was done for her own gain rather than out of real love. And then Amy Schumer it has since also been taken down. But Amy Schumer posted a really gorgeous picture of her, honestly, in a bathing suit with the sun on her and a big hat. And she and it was like, oh, I just love Spain, too. And then it was like <laughs> cucumber emoji. And I was like, <laughs> I thought this was yesterday. This was such a like small thing, right? It was just like a little thing you and I were talking about. And then it turned into like mainstream media covering it. And it's just so good. The other thing that Matt told me this morning, he read an article that I, when I was telling my mom this story about everything that was happening last night, she was like, how did nobody catch on to this earlier? Like, she's like, I remember, and I can't confirm whether this is true or not. According to my mother's memory, she remember, you know, Mara Lopez and Eva Longoria are very close friends, right? Yes. There's like this niche of Hispanic movie stars, celebrities that kind of like hang out together. Mara Lopez and Eva Longoria being a part of them. Apparently, my mom remembers Ilaria being a part of this group also. And she's like, so did they know? Like, what were they in on it? And then Matt this morning discovered that in 2012, Alec Baldwin had a stalker. I don't remember her name, but he had a stalker and she exposed Hilaria because she said she wanted to like sue Hilaria for fraud because she filed a restraining order against the stalker under the name Hilaria Baldwin. And she was like, it's fraud. That's not her name. She can't do that. I just how this is it just feels a little reminiscent of like when everyone found out that Bill Cosby was actually a piece of shit human being and the rest of us were like, but we've been hearing this for a while. I also, Alec Baldwin's response, that response where he was just like silent for like four minutes. Right. And then he gets really quiet. Also, the whole like first three quarters of that fucking video, he didn't address what the hell was going on. No, neither of their videos are really addressing (laughs) anything. It's like, it's all like uh, circle talking, as they call it. Like Yes. Also, I would just like. circle jerking. I would just like to say that Alec Baldwin, the Baldwins in general, the whole Baldwin clan, the world has kind of a love-hate relationship with the Baldwins. Yes. Because they're very talented, charismatic, attractive, funny. Islanders. Right. But also, they have a checkered past of being bullies and alcoholics and mental illness and, you know. Marrying Justin Bieber. Right. We have all sorts of, uh, there's a lot we can say. I know in, in the industry, Alec has been a lover of young ladies for a long time. Ashley and I know someone that he deflowered. A young nanny, he deflowered. Not underage. Don't get me wrong. I'm not calling no. him pedophile. I'm not calling him a pedophile, but you know, Hollywood. She was, she was, she is the same age as Ilaria, just at the time. Yeah. They were both in their early 20s because I was going to college with uh, this girl. 
not Ilaria. The one that we who both was a year know. older than me. Yes. And that might be the biggest shocker of all of this. <laughs> and then I think that people are having such a, I think people are having such a conniption about it because, you know, she's a person that I think people love to hate. Because she's always saying, like, look at me having so many babies and I'm, you two can be this skinny and look at my beautiful lifestyle and I'm going to post my, myself doing yoga poses and lavish luxury locations, extremely pregnant. And so I think that that's why people are going in so deep on her. Yeah, I agree. But you know what? Fuck it. We deserve it. Oh, my that's God. What I'm gonna, that's what I'm going with. All right. Real Housewives? Oh, okay. Okay, let's first say that uh, in Real Housewives of New York... Gossip. Taylor, right? Isn't her name Taylor? Leah? Oh, Leah. Got a boob job for Christmas. Congratulations. Which she has been saying she wanted. So, so Merry Christmas. Can't wait to see it. I also would like a, a breast lift. So, you know. Santa, next year, if Ashley's been good. Yeah. Yeah. Or if anybody wants to sponsor us on the show for breast yeah, lifts. It, yeah, we we can go all uh, all that other podcast we know where they ask for people to pay them for we don't even really know what. Yeah, exactly. I'll just be like, I need a breast lift. So anyone who wants to donate to the cause, you know what? I'll live stream it. I'll live stream my breast lift just for it to be paid. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't donate money for a breast lift. I'd rather get a closet in all honesty at this point. That's so sad. That's the saddest thing you've ever said. I'd rather redo my closet than get a breast lift, spend the money on that. Anyway. Here's my favorite spatula and I'd rather get a closet. (laughs) Plus, no one sees my boobs now anyway, except for man. He's fine with them. (laughs) I'll tell you, though, New Orleans, when this is all over, my tits are going to be out. Um... What oh, what new what Real Housewives goss did we want to talk about? Oh, Mary? Jen and Mary. All right, you handle Jen, and I'll handle Mary. Okay, so Jen. Jen Shaw from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. The one that everybody loves to hate. So I was following a popular blogger who did a deep dive and went and found, I just love these armchair detectives. She went to Jen Shaw's LinkedIn profile. Well, I just want to point out one nuance before you continue. And the nuance is that, the popular blogger that Carrie's talking about is Dana Wilkie, who anyone who is a long-term Housewives fan will recognize from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season, uh, like, three-ish. And she was the one that came in with, like, expensive-ass glasses, pointed to them and said, can you believe it? $300,000 for these sunglasses? And everyone was like, A, you tacky. B, you're stupid for spending that much money on sunglasses. Anyway, now she drags other housewives and spills all their gossip on her Instagram and it is fascinating. Okay, continue. So she went on her LinkedIn profile and first startling thing about Jen Shaw's LinkedIn profile is her face is different. I would not even And she has one. Right, that I would never have recognized that that was her. Two, she's like head of a company and an investor. Prosper. Prosper, which is one of the like hedge fund companies under Trump University. I, is it under it or that gave money invested in it? I, which then showed understand. to be fraudulent. And so now we're like, okay, so Jen Shaw, did your money come from that? Did your money come from like basically fraudulent Trump investments and like a shadow core? Because here's the thing. She says that she has a staff 
of people all the time that she's got like seven people on staff at all times and her husband is the head coach of a college football team but like not even a big one so how do they have this much money not even the nfl and those don't even make that yeah i mean maybe an nfl coach no you would have to if you had an nfl coach you'd have to have that plus lots of deals and partnerships you'd basically have to be like bill belichick with like an adidas right or like like, or like video games like you know, like whatchamacallit, right. the, the big right. famous guy who has... Tom Brady? No, I mean, yes, for Tom Brady, but no. Oh, Madden? Yeah, yeah, Madden. Yeah, no, it, it's like so... We, I'm like, I, I need to know. It'll come out. If this show continues for like three seasons and Jen Shaw continues on it, which she will because she brings the drama, we will eventually, somebody will eventually expose her for everything. Another, oh, we forgot about the Whitney Rose Salt Lake City. Oh, with her husband? Also. Yeah. Yeah, so it's coming out that Whitney Rose, you know, she's with that older man. They've been together for 10 years. He is the head of a... MML. Yeah, MLM. MLM, Multi-level, yes. what is it, multi-level marketing? Is that what it stands for? I like, was like, um, mixed martial arts, MMA, M-M-L-M-M-O-P-Q-R. <laughs> like, uh, what's an example? Like the Amway leggings one? Or like uh, Lulu what Row. What was the legging? Lulu yeah, Row. that was the worst. Why did anyone Joe buy Tara, whatever. Yeah, I don't think doTERRA counts as that. Yeah, I do. Uh, I don't think there's like pressure to sell though, is there? I think yeah, it's you just get like reps extra- underneath you. Oh, all right. Well, it's like one of those and they think that him If you being- sign up someone to be a rep underneath you, you get Got it. So it's- So the concern with him being in the mainstream and being a part of a, one of the tops of an MLM is that he can now sell people and say, look at everything I have. This is because of the MLM, which is like how they get people. I don't- Did did you see that Kirsten Dunst Showtime show to be a god in Central Florida? No, but or I wanted to, I wanted to watch it. Everyone it liked good. it, yeah. Yeah, it was really good and it was all about that, so it was pretty fascinating. The other gossip, Mary. Oh, Mary Cosby <laughs> from Salt Lake City, who I just at first I loved her in the way that I love Ramona, which is They both have the crazy eyes. Yeah, they're just like crazy and I just if loving them is wrong, I don't want to be right kind of thing, but It's turning out she's not really Ramona. She is just actually a god-awful piece of shit. So long story short, apparently this is their church is more of a cult. Somebody wrote in. And by more of a cult, we mean it's a cult. (laughs) Right. It's a cult where they believe that they are actually God and Mary are actually God. And the other gossip is that before Mary was married to her grandfather, (laughs) step-grandfather. Before she was a grandfather fucker. Right. Well, we don't know about that. And her before her grandmother died, allegedly, what really happened was that the grandfather, certain people believe that they were having an affair before the grandmother died while Mary was husband, married to somebody else. Then the grandmother passed and the bishop, her step-grandfather, started telling the entire, started telling the entire congregation that they need to accept her and that her husband is terrible and just like gossiping about these two people in front of these two people to the entire congregation during sermons. And Mary left her husband and ended up with this guy. What we're being fed is a bunch of lies if this alleged story is true. Well, my question is, is Mary from Spain? Uh, you know, her name is Mary, <laughs> which in Spanish is Maria. So I think it's a safe bet. So maybe Mary is from Spain and she also doesn't know the name for cucumber and everything is a sham. Life is a sham. What isn't? What isn't a sham? I also think for safety's sake, we need to do the Jesus and Mero and just say allegedly, 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 allegedly. 
allegedly about all of that hot goss because we don't know, but we're also not big enough where anyone wants to sue us. So, <laughs> I mean, suckers. I don't know if Alec Baldwin's um, stalker might want to sue us if we didn't get that right. <laughs> I mean, she's probably on our side in all honesty. <laughs> I guess so. She's like, she's like justice for the victims, me being the victim. Oh boy, Ashley. Yeah. Wow. That was a chaotic episode, just like our entire 2020. <sighs> so much fun. So much fun. Plus, we didn't even get into Erica Jane and Tom Girardi and that whole fucking... I started to try to get to figure out what was going on there, and I'm Did so confused. Did you read confused. that LA Times article I sent you? Yes, but I was confused. I don't think I have enough backstory. Okay, so here's what happened. Tom Girardi is known for... He was on the same team with Aaron Brockovich that worked on that big case yes, that was but in the, the movie. Wa- yes, He was not super featured as a character in the movie, but it has been his claim to fame. And he essentially became a huge lawyer that would make sometimes like $300 million off of shit. Holy shit. I think that's right. I don't know. A lot more money than what Ashley and I have, which is why we don't know the number. He would make that, you know, discount that number, but he would earn millions of dollars. He would earn like 40. So he was, there's different kinds of lawyers, right? There's the ones where you pay them for all the work they do. And then there are lawyers where you only, they only get paid if they win the case. And he is like that. And essentially. Learn something new every day. I didn't know there was different kind of lawyers. I didn't either. But where he would get people is he would get 40 to 60% of what they would win in court, which is how he got so rich. And he started to get bigger and bigger, like, you know, like that water thing was such a big case. He would get huge cases like this. And slowly, it started to come out. These cases he was winning, like there was one that was like people who died in a plane crash or something. The family wasn't getting all of the settlement. They weren't getting all of the money. And more, this it started getting called to his attention and getting sued. And then this started happening more and more and more and more often until eventually it just became very well known. He was like borrowing from Peter to pay Paul constantly. And he just got in bigger and bigger debt. Then he was like funneling $20 million to Erica Jane for her music career. So it became this whole very big thing where essentially now he and his lawyers have no idea where his his money has gone apparently but he's got very little Erica Jane had filed for divorce at some holiday uh, recently there was a lot of speculation as to why she filed for divorce because for what we all know he bought her career essentially she was somebody that wanted this for a very long time what it proved to all of us just like Khloe Kardashian you were never unattractive you were just poor right <laughs> Erica Jane you were never talentless you were just poor and I actually don't think she's talentless. I think she may not be the best singer, but she's certainly a great entertainer. But you know what being a great entertainer is? Buying a choreographer and the stylist and the producers and all those people, which and she knowing could then who to afford. work with. Exactly. She could then afford that. He financed all that. So it was kind of like, and we knew they didn't have a lot of sex because they talked about it on the show and he's really old. So no one could really understand it. Apparently, he is really fucking poor now and owes all of this money and is in serious debt. And then this whole thing came out 
I think Thanksgiving, she posted these screenshots of him that he supposedly was having an affair with this justice. She was she had proof of all these texts. The thing is that all these texts were from a flip phone. So one of these like armchair experts did a very, very deep dive. And essentially there were dates on it. So there were flip phones. It was 3G and then it would say the date, but not the year. So they like cross examined all of this evidence. And it was basically like these texts were sent back in 2011 or 2012. Like, why is she just airing this out now? Then this weekend, I read this other thing that she is really into being a dominant. You know, there were all these rumors that she was cheating on Tom Girardi with Scooter Braun was one, then her Dancing with the Stars partner. But then the other one was Army Hammer. Oh, that right. Apparently, she met Army Hammer at a like an S&M club and he's really into being a submissive. She's his dominant and he's like totally into it. There it is like such a long winding road. It's fascinating. Wow. I could just I, literally I could pass a whole day just reading all this shit. Well, now I have to go in and read it again cuz now with all this like extra backstory. Read the LA Times article about Tom Girardi because that's I think that's the missing piece to everything. Okay, else. okay, okay. Whew. It's long, but that's that is the missing piece because I didn't fully understand things and then I read that and I was like oh god guys I know thank you Ashley you you are a gift truly happy new year friends happy new year you know if there's one thing I excel at it's talking shit (laughs) should we do hashtag swag bag yeah I'm gonna go first I know what I'm doing okay my husband got me some great, three great gifts, as he calls it. This was his number three in the hierarchy, and it's going to be my hashtag swag bag. It is the Just Because Onesie from Free People that is essentially a schmata. He got it for me in this, like, pale pink color, so I I pretty much look like Danny DeVito as the penguin. It's called Millennial Pink, Ashley. It's, it, it's not. It's like a dusty rose. It has a drop crotch. It's got pockets. It's, like, harem panty. It almost looks diapery, but somehow... It's very flattering because it's got a deep V. It's got gathered wrists and gathered ankles. And it is the softest, most luxurious. I mean, you know that feeling at the end of the day when you take your bra off and you just feel good and free? Yes. And then you put a cool piece of like nice cotton on your boobs and you're just like, oh my God, this feels so luxurious. That is this thing. I wore it for three days this week and didn't shower in between until it literally smelt so bad, like in the pits and in the crotch that I was like, you I were gotta selling wash it. everybody until you talked about all that odor. Oh, it is no, it is $118 at freepeople.com. Here, I said carry a picture the first night I put it on, and I said, This is the greatest thing I've ever had. You need it immediately. And she was like, Oh, bitch, I already got it. That's I've right. Got <laughs> different colors. <laughs> like, I've been holding out on you. It is, yes, it is. I just ordered the sleeveless version to see if that is as good. I saw, it's called something else though. Yeah, but it's the the same same thing. thing. It's called the Just In Cuz or something like close to it, yeah. Yeah, and then they have ones that have like a wrap look to them, like like a wrap sweater type look. But this one is the only one I'm really into. Yeah, they don't have a lot of the colors and patterns left anymore. I looked. No, I I couldn't find any except for what's on the website. And I have to tell you, I will never, I would have never spent $118 on this schmata for myself. And now that I have it and I know how much I love it and how great it is, I'm going to buy it in multiple colors because you can wear it out. You can wear it to sleep. You can wear it to do work in the hat. It is It's the perfect outfit for a breakdown. 
Because you never know where you're going to be during a breakdown. I need it in every single color. And I just, I need it. I need it forever. I washed it this morning and I have it hanging to dry in hopes that it'll be dry enough for me to wear to bed tonight. (laughs) So that's how obsessed I am with this thing. Freepeople.com, the just because onesie. What's yours, Carrie? Wow, mine is incredibly practical. It's uh, (laughs) a barkeeper's friend. I really thought I had... Wait, I know what this is. I, I, I really this. thought I'd already used this as one of my hashtag swag bags, but I haven't. What is it? I know the name. It's basically like the consistency of Spick and Span. So it's a powdered cleaner. Oh, and I don't it gets know what this everything is. everything sparkling. So I now have a... So it's like a comet? Correct. Okay. But you know like really old porcelain tubs? Yes. And farmer sinks that are made of the same yeah. thing? Yeah, th- I love those. They stain really easily, as I know, because I now have a farmhouse sink. And this is the only thing that gets the stains out. And it also like marble and other things that you'd be like, I don't know what I should, what should I clean my countertops with? Because they're like a porous, you know, stone mm. bartender's keep. It will also clean the cleanest you've ever seen, a regular stainless steel sink. Mm. And we used to use it at the bar, hence bartender's keeper, but I now use it on the daily on my farmhouse sink and my stone countertops. Hmm. And I used it on my fireplace because we have that marble fireplace to clean like the ash off my fireplace. So it's like... That is a wonderful tip, Carrie. It's the magic eraser. It's like magic eraser caliber where you're like, I don't even know why this is different than Spick and Span or like what, right. but it works. Huh. I don't know what it is. It could be calcified baby tears. I don't think so. I mean, I I use it with gloves on. So you can wear your Just Because onesie and get some cleaning done around the house with the barkeeper's tender, whatever the fuck it's called. Barkeeper's friend. There you go. Barkeeper's friend. They have one that's for, they have a couple. They now make like a liquid version, but I've always just gotten the powdered one. The cleanser. But they also have one for cookware that's supposed to get like all of your burnt shit off your cookware. Hmm. Obviously not your always pan because you're not supposed to cook it with a scrub, but like a regular pan that has like, you know, the burn marks and whatever. Yeah. They have a cookware version that is also. I think you can use it on the underside of your always pan. But yeah, they have like a soft cleanser, a regular powdered cleanser, a cleanser and polish, Hmm. and a cookware one. And so, yeah. Good to know, Carrie. Well, thanks so much, guys. And thanks for uh, giving us two weeks off and coming back to listen. And we can't wait to see what what comes of 2021. And honestly, I really hope this episode is a sign of what's to come for 2021 because I had a great time. Yes. We were shooting this shit. We laughed a lot. And there wasn't any sadness, really. Guys, live, laugh, love. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Love you all. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.